Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, everybody, Joe McCall, Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Glad you're here. Um, listen, I just wanted to record a brief introduction to what's going to be playing next. About a month ago or so, um, I did a special webinar with a friend of mine from Texas. And on that webinar, I talked about how to flip deals remotely, uh, how to wholesale properties virtually. And I talked specifically about the trip that we just took um, when our RV, we flipped about six or eight deals. In fact, actually, I was just looking at my post-it note here. Um, we flipped eight deals. Uh, made a total profit of $34,644.69 flipping these houses while we were in the RV um, traveling around the northwestern quarter of the United States. Now, I'm hoping that doesn't sound uh, braggadocious, if that's a word. I'm not trying to brag. But um, it was really cool because on this trip, we were able to go see the most beautiful parts of the country, spend a lot of quality time with my family, and my business was able to run without my involvement. Now, I did work a few hours every day, um, but I had a blast. And, and while we were gone as well, I, I wrote this book with a business partner of mine, Peter Vexelman, called Brilliant at the Basics. Um, and I want to just tell you about it because um, while we were traveling, I was doing the same exact things that we write about in this book. It's about a 100-page book. You get it for free. Just pay shipping and handling. But it's all about uh, discovering the exact systems and simple tools that we use to flip over 30 properties a month in our business. Peter is a rock star. He's actually wholesaling five times the amount of houses that I am. He's got a huge staff, like 12 people. It's going, it's crazy. Um, but we wrote this book because we wanted to talk about what's most important in this business, and it's being brilliant at the basics, understanding the basic things that you need to do every day in your business. And uh, we're also looking for people that we can partner with and start doing marketing for. So we want to implement the same systems and the same marketing that we're doing in our business. Peter's doing in Atlanta, and I'm doing from my RV while we're traveling the country. Those same systems, that same marketing, work in any market, any market condition, anywhere in the country. So we want to do that for you as well. Um, so go to freebasicbook.com, freebasicbook.com to get this book, Free Basic book.com. All right. So um, that's enough for now. I'm going to uh, just start the, the video here and I hope you enjoy it. Take care. See ya. Hi, this is Mitch Steven and I'm here today with Joe McCall. Joe McCall and I are in the same mastermind group and uh, we haven't met personally, but I was attending the mastermind group and everyone was raving about this uh, CRM or uh, client relations management software kind of setup that he's got going called Podio, P-O-D-I-O. And uh, I kept hearing about this guy, Joe McCall, Joe McCall. So I decided to give him a, uh, a call and see if he wouldn't join us today and be one of our interviews. And luckily enough, he said yes. And he's just filled me in. He's been on a two-and-a-half-month RV trip. He's been all over the place. He's been to 10 different national parks. And what I thought was, was brilliant was he, he flipped over six houses while he was out on vacation with his wife and four kids. So 
Uh, he's written a book called uh, Brilliant at the Basics, and it's co-written by uh, Joe McCall and Peter Vexelman. And he's also got uh, a link to the book that we're going to give you a little bit later here. Um, and with no further ado, Joe, how are you doing this morning? It's nice to have you here. Good, Mitch. Thank you very much. I'm excited. We just got back from our trip about five days ago, so I'm still, I'm still adjusting. Well, I, I love the title of this segment here: "How to Flip Houses While on Vacation." I thought, well, there's an irresistible, there's a, there's an irresistible title. So, um, well, it's true, and I've done it several times um, on several different trips. But uh, I, you know, I love this business. Um, I love the freedom that it gives me, and I'm just going to talk about what we did, and I'm going to talk about uh, how other people can flip houses while on vacation themselves. It's really simple. It's not complicated, and that's why I, we wrote this book called Brilliant at the Basics, um, just because it's, it's important to be brilliant, not at the complicated things, not at the difficult things, but it's important to be brilliant at the basic things, and if you're good at the basics, you're going to do really, really well in this business. And it may be some people thinking about flipping houses while traveling around the country or traveling around the world seems like I overwhelming or I could never do that. It's really not that hard. You just have to understand the basics of, of investing, the basics of marketing, the basics of creating systems, the basics of delegating those systems out. And uh, it, it's really not that bad. So I'm looking at your your mind map here. Um, yeah. The first thing I guess is you got to get some customers. So do you start with marketing? What do you start with? Well, yeah, I'll, I'll walk through that. Let me tell you a little bit about who I am. Um, we, uh, my name is Joe McCall. Um, I have a wife, four kids. We homeschool our older boys. Um, we're 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 big into homeschooling because it allows us to travel, and we travel. We do travel quite a bit. Um, we just take it one year at a time, and um, it's uh, it's been it's been a fun ride. My boys are uh, nine and ten, and I have two girls that are um, three and six. Here's a picture of our family at uh, Estes near Estes Park, Rocky Mountain National Park. That was just about a week ago, and um, it's pretty crazy to think about. <laughs> we were there, and uh, we let me show you just some quick pictures of us. This was one of our campgrounds in, in Colorado. Um, this is uh, Lake Tahoe. This was Napa Valley. It's funny, this story here. This guy, uh, my son is right there. Uh, this guy right here, when he was one years old, we were at Napa Valley. This is one of our favorite wineries. It's called Peju. And uh, it's Peju. Anyway, this guy was outside uh, yodeling. He was singing and yodeling. And uh, my son cried. It scared him to death. He was like bawling up and crying. <laughs> still scared of this guy. Well, we came back, you know, 10 years later and he's still there and we bought a bunch of wine from him and he came outside and sang for our kids and uh, yodeled and thankfully none of them cried. But um, we just had, we just had a blast. Now I only have, this is a weird picture. I took it. There's a fountain. There's our camper right there in the background if you can see it. It's a big 37-foot camper. It sleeps like 10 people. It's really big. Uh, we just bought it last December. Um, but this is, you know, Mount Rainier was one of our favorite places that we spent a lot of time at. Misty Fjords, this is me and my wife, Victoria, and myself. Uh, the Misty Fjords in Alaska was just incredible. 
Uh, we took a float plane trip. Um, so we, we took a cruise up to Alaska and um, just had a blast. This was our, our vehicle. That's my one daughter. She's reading a book and my other one's sleeping. And uh, we spent a lot of time at um, uh, Yellowstone and Glacier, um, the Grand Tetons. This is the Grand Tetons, one of our favorite places where we stayed at. And uh, this is the vehicle that we pulled our big camper in. And it's a beast. We call it the gold beast. And um, anyway, so I wanted to show you, too, what we did here. Um, this was for two and a half months. This is a website, maps.google.com slash location history. This is crazy. If you ever looked at this, if you ever use your iPhone or your Android and you use Google Maps or you get on Google to check your Gmail or whatever, Google uh, keeps track of you. And I didn't know about this until somebody told us about it. But um, this is a, a map of the first uh, few weeks. We went from Missouri to Mount Rushmore um, and uh, had a blast there. Went across Wyoming to Yellowstone and Grand Tetons. And then from Grand Tetons, we went up to Glacier National Park, which was amazing. Montana is just gorgeous. It's incredible. We love this whole area of Montana and Idaho and Wyoming going through the mountains. We went across Washington. to spend, We spent a lot of time in Seattle, spent some time in Vancouver, British Columbia. Then we took a cruise up Alaska and uh, had a blast on that cruise. From the cruise, we went back to Vancouver, down through Washington. We saw Mount Rainier. We saw Olympic National Park. We went through Oregon and stayed at a bunch of state parks and national parks along the coast. It was gorgeous. We went through the Redwood National Forest and Parks in Northern California. We went to Yosemite. We went through um, Onapa. We spent some time in Napa Valley, just like a week before the, they had a big earthquake there recently. We went through Lake Tahoe. Loved that. And then we flew through Nevada and Utah. No offense, but there's nothing to see there. <laughs> On that route, we went. No offense to anybody who lives there. Then we stayed in Rocky Mountain National Park, and we came back to Missouri. Um, and it was the blast. Anybody that has a chance to do that, um, it was it was awesome fun. We, we drove at least, I think we, I counted about six or 7,000 miles. Had a blast. And um, at the same time we were gone, we made checks like this. I, I, I tried to get some of the checks that we made, and um, I'm not sure if I, I only found some of them here, but we were making a lot of uh, – let me see if I can get this here. A lot of little checks like this, 5300 bucks, 5 grand, 9600, 5 grand, 1500, 3700. These are deposit checks. My assistant would deposit my checks for me. And uh, you know, some of them aren't, you know, they're not they're not huge home runs or 1500 bucks, but we did a lot of deals. We helped a lot of people. Um, and here's the thing. Um, last a, a, a year and a half ago, two years ago, we also went to Prague in the Czech Republic for, um, we were in Prague for about two or three months. Let me see if I can get a picture of us in Prague. Um, yeah, I don't want to waste your time going through this. But, uh, oh yeah, here we go. Um, this is us in Ireland, in, in England, and do 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 we um, if you've ever been to Prague, it's one of the most beautiful cities in the world. I'm trying to find a really cool picture, one of my favorites while we were in Prague. Um, 
Anyway, this is one of them. You got the bridges in the background. So we were there for um, two and a half, two months as, as well, doing deals while we were in Prague. And here's the thing. I'm going to talk about this in my presentation. We asked questions. Instead of asking, you know, like, oh, I wish I could do that, instead of saying, I don't know how I could ever afford that, I can't afford that, we, our family could never do that. We started asking questions like, how could we do that? Um, how can we afford this? How can I set up my business so we can take trips like this around the world? And we're going back to Prague again in a um, next year. We're already talking about that. So anyway, um, we travel a lot, and here's the thing. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm part of another group called Life and Air, and um, it's a coaching group that I've been a part of for a long time. One of the things they teach us in that group is you should develop a vision for your life first. What do you want your life to look like? What kind of lifestyle do you want to have? And then, only then, after you've designed that, only then design your business. So I've designed a business that fits around my lifestyle. God and family are first in my life. We want to travel. We want to let. We want to let our kids see the world. And so then I decided, you know what? If I want to do that, I need to have a business that allows me to do that. And so we designed a business that would let us travel the world and homeschool our kids and buy RVs and go crazy, do crazy, awesome things that very, very few people get to do. So when I started wholesaling deals in 2009, um, I quickly realized, and I'll talk about this in my mind map here, I quickly realized that there's there's three keys to success, marketing, automation, and delegation. And so even while I was in St. Louis here flipping deals, I started developing systems where I would never go look at the house, I would never even talk to the seller, would never even talk with the buyer, and I would wholesale these deals. And I thought, if I can do these deals virtually in my own local market, then why can't I do them from anywhere in the world? As long as I have a laptop and a cell phone, and anymore I don't even need a cell phone, but if I just have internet access with a laptop anywhere in the world, I can flip deals. And you know what? You don't have to make, this is a really cool thing, Mitch. You don't have to make like 30, 40, 50 grand a month to be able to afford this kind of lifestyle. You don't. You know, where we were traveling, um, we, you know, parts of Europe and Prague where we were, um, the cost of living is, is a little cheaper um, than it is in the U.S., but it's not like we were living this, this rock star lifestyle and we were staying in these luxury hotels. Um, there's parts of South America, uh, parts of Asia, where you can live in like the lap of luxury for like half of the cost of what you can here in the U.S. So when I share these things, and it's not like we were making a million dollars. We were making... Ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month, but we could have survived very comfortably on just five to ten grand a month, wholesaling one or two deals a month. Um, so it's it, it is very attainable. It's more attainable than you think, and uh, a lot of what holds people back, unfortunately, is the is the debt that they have. And we've been working really hard the last few years to eliminate all of our debt, and we're real close. We're not there yet. So here's the thing. I don't want to wait till I'm 65, 70 years old before I travel the world and see the, and see the world. I don't want to wait till my kids are gone, and then we can go travel. Why not do that now? Why not wholesale properties now? Um, so I'm going to be talking about that. We spent some time in Prague in our RV, um, and it's important to learn to ask the right questions. It's it, You shouldn't be saying, you know, um, I could never do that or we can't afford to do that, but instead be asking yourselves better questions. 
like? How can I do that? How can I afford to do that and start being creative? There's three keys to success, marketing, automation, and delegation. I want to be talking about this because um, it's, it's really important to understand. We're not in the real estate business. We're in the marketing business, plain and simple, and I'll repeat that. We're not in the real estate business. We're in the marketing business. And once you understand that, then it becomes a lot easier to create the systems and then the delegating to get other people to do all that stuff. I like to call it marketing done for you in spite of you. And I'll just tell you my story. When I was, I was a, a civil engineer working for an electrical contractor building large power plants. And um, I started flipping lease options. And I have a course on that, um, on, on wholesaling lease options. And uh, within about four months of flipping lease options, my part-time income surpassed my full-time income. And that's when I quit my job. But I learned real early on the importance of marketing because if, if I didn't get it done, it just wasn't going to get done. And I knew that when I stopped marketing, the leads dried up, my pipeline started drying up, and I started to go through uh, uh, these really vicious cycles of making a lot of money and then not having any leads and, and being uh, making no money and you know starting my marketing up again and then doing getting more money. So I realized I had to get someone else to do the marketing for me because I didn't have the time to do it, number one, and I realized how important it was. Leads are the lifeblood of this business. So I started hiring virtual assistants to do all of my marketing. And so then all of a sudden I had a good problem, right? I started getting a ton of leads in, but I couldn't handle all of it because I had a full-time job. So I started developing systems for someone else to take these leads for me. And I found a friend um, who I paid 100% commission. So he would take the leads and meet with the sellers and get them under contract. And then that's great. Now he's doing his job and I've got a bunch of properties under contract and I don't have the time to advertise them or uh, sell them to buyers and stuff like that. So I hired a realtor to do all that for me. And then before you know it, here I am, I have, I have my full-time job still. I have a virtual assistant doing all the marketing for me. I have a friend in St. Louis who's meeting the sellers, taking the calls, getting them under contract, and he's getting about 25, 35% as a commission which is kind of high, but anyway. And then I had a realtor who was selling these homes for me for 500 bucks. And before you know it, I'm doing a bunch of deals and I'm not even involved. I'm just working on my business and I'm not in my business. And that's when I realized I can do this more and more and I can do this in more markets. I can do this from anywhere in the world. So we quit our, I quit my job. I started doing more and more deals, started teaching and coaching. And I love it. I love the, the life that it gives me. So now we're wholesaling deals in about four or five different markets. Um, there's still at least three more deals that um, we got under contract while we were gone, and they're about ready to close, and those checks will be coming in the next week. But um, So now we're wholesaling deals in multiple markets and doing deals still here in St. Louis. All because I've understood the three keys to success, marketing, automation, and delegation. And uh, I'm going to be talking about that because it's real simple. And I, we wrote this book called Brilliant at the Basics because it's, you, you don't need to complicate this business. You need to keep it simple. Just take one piece at a time. And if anybody's interested, it's a free book. You just have to pay shipping and handling at freebasicbook.com. There's a little video that we recorded that talks a little bit about it. 
Um, it's a really, really good book. And in that book, we go through what I'm going to be sharing here in a lot more detail. Um, but I'm going to go through it right now anyway. Um, we have nothing to sell in that book. Uh, we do have a coaching program we talk about, uh, but it's application only. Um, it's, it, it's a lot of really, really good book, uh, really good information, freebasicbook.com. Um, and so I'm going to just keep that in mind because I'm going to go through a lot of marketing techniques and systems and things. I, I try to keep it as simple as I, as I can, but um, it's important to understand these three things and keep them simple. You know the, the phrase, keep it simple, stupid, right? Um, this is exactly what I do in our business every day. This is what our students do that are having tremendous success. And it's all about being simple at the basics. But it's important to have a marketing plan. And I'm going to just review real quickly with you what a marketing plan kind of looks like. And I have here a spreadsheet. I should have opened this up before... Um, we got on this call, so I apologize. Let me do this. Marketing number. I know the title contains marketing numbers. Just take your time, Joe. We can edit it. Okay. Yeah, this is good enough right here. I have a lot of different versions of these spreadsheets. And I'll include this in the... Uh, I'll give this to you, Mitch, if you want to put it on this page. Um, this is a spreadsheet I put together, simple marketing plan. This isn't, um, the results are not typical or guaranteed. Results vary. They'll de they depend on your ability to sell. But one of the things I like to walk people through is creating a marketing plan because you can't control the fact that you want to do three deals a month or you want to, your average profit is five grand per deal. Um, but you can control how much marketing that you do every day, every week. And so one of the things I like to do with this is look at, all right, what's your monthly income goal? And let's say your goal is to make 10 grand a month. Let's say your average profit is, let's be real conservative here, is four grand a month, I mean, per deal. But let's even be more conservative here. I just want to keep this down to earth. Let's say your average profit is only three grand, okay? Excuse me. And let's say you only sell... 75% of the deals you get under contract. It should be more like 90, but let's just say it's 75. So that means you need to get five contracts per month. And on average, you need 30 to 40 leads per month. Per, per You need 30 to, five, 30 to 40 leads per contract, okay? In general, you need to talk to 30 sellers to get one contract. So let's say there's 35. Um, and, you know, I'm 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 a little worried I'm being almost too conservative here. Let's make this four grand. Let's make this eighty percent. And let's make this forty or thirty. That's a little better. All right, and let's say you're working five days a week. How many sellers do you need to talk to every day? That's six. All right. So generally speaking, you need to talk to five to ten sellers every day to make your goal of 10 grand a month. That's a really, really important number to know. All right, let's say you're working six days a week. Okay, you need to talk to five sellers a day. You just fill in these yellow things here. So it's important to know that number because if you are doing your marketing and you've only talked to two sellers that day, well, you need to do something different. Maybe you just need to pick up the phone and cold call a bunch of FISBOs 
or cold call some realtors or whatever. But it's important that this becomes a habit that you practice constantly when you're talking to sellers. And you need to talk to about five or six a day. And that's hopefully sellers who are responding to your marketing who are calling you back. One of the favorite things I like to do is Craigslist. And let's say 25% of your leads come from Craigslist. And what I mean by that is not putting ads in Craigslist. I'm talking about contacting sellers who have listed their properties on Craigslist for rent or for sale. Contacting them. I'll talk a little bit about that. So let's say your average response rate is 15%. Um, you, if, you, if you get 25% of your leads from Craigslist mm -hmm. and your average response rate is 15, that means you need to be contacting about nine per day. Let's give it a fudge factor. I just like to double it or whatever. So you should be talking to about, you should be contacting about 14 sellers a day. Let's just bump that up to 20. Okay, and I'll show you how to do that. It's really, really simple. It's just you go to Craigslist and you find a somebody who's renting their advertising their house for rent. You send them a text message, and you say, "Hey, I saw your rental property on Craigslist. You wouldn't be interested in selling it, would you?" That's it. Okay. If it's a for sale by owner, you send them a text message saying, "I saw your property on Craigslist. I'm an investor. Is your price negotiable?" Okay. Just send a simple text like that. And you can have your virtual assistants do that too. And that will get about, if you send out about 20 a day, you'll get about three to four people respond every day and say, yeah, maybe, tell me more. If the price is right, depends. You know, you get different answers. You get them on the phone and you talk to them. And if it's a landlord and they want full price for their house, maybe that's not going to be a deal. But you say, well, listen, are you looking to buy more deals? And they may say, yeah, I am. I'm looking to buy more deals. That's a buyer. Now you can add that guy to your buyer's list, all right? So then let's say that 50% of your leads come from postcards, and I love, love postcards, okay? Um, so if 50% of your leads come from postcards, your average response rate for postcards is about 3%. We're doing about 5% with our postcards right now. So you should be sending about 2,000 postcards per month, or if you give it a fudge factor, let's just say 25%. You should be sending about 625 postcards per week. All right. So again, I'm breaking this down into goals that you can control. Okay. And let's say I love yellow letters. And here's the thing. Um, you know, a lot of you guys are watching Game of Thrones or Downton Abbey <laughs> or House of Cards on Netflix, right? And uh, you're, you're watching TV at night and you're just kind of, brain is, is being fried by the tel television. Listen, by the way, while we were camping, we ha we bought one of those satellite dish receivers that you can take with you and you, you subscribe to Dish Network on a monthly plan. So we bought this satellite. It was like 400 bucks, and we subscribed for about three months of satellite service. We only watch TV about two or three times. It's crazy. So um, anyway, some of you are watching TV every night and you're wasting a bunch of time. Why not handwrite 20, 30 yellow letters every night and send those out, okay? Um, so let's say 25% of your leads come from yellow letters. Your average response rate's 10. This doesn't look right here. I'm doing something wrong, hold on here. This is really interesting, Joe. Can, you, can people get their hands on this, this little Excel spreadsheet that you have? 
Yes, I'll give it to you. I think. Yeah, I think I, I let me do this. I, I made there's a calculation error in this thing. Take your time. And you want, let's do four thousand here. Let's do twenty five percent Craigslist. Yeah, this this one's a little better here. Sixteen postcards, fifty percent. Well, I yeah, I, I will send this to you. Um, something looks doesn't look right here. This thing is saying you only should send about eight yellow letters a week. <laughs> so I'm doing something wrong. That doesn't make, um, that doesn't make sense. No, no. It should be like 20 yellow letters a day. And that's really, really cheap. But anyway, the point of this is, and I'll, I'll fix this spreadsheet, Mitch, and I'll send it to you so you can give it to everybody. What's the difference in the in the postcards and the yellow letters? I mean, as a con I mean, what's the distinction of, of why, why you use the two different things? Oh, I just like to mix it up, you know. Um, I will send postcards to large lists and I'll send yellow letters to more narrow specific lists. There you go. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. So like, you know, probates, evictions, divorces, late taxes, the smaller niche type of a list, I will send yellow letters to. But the point of this exercise is and to look at maybe that number is right. Um, number of leads. Well, yeah, if it's a tight niche, it could be possible. Like you got someone who, um, who responded to a postcard or something, you know, you would, your numbers would go way down, right? Yes, I see my problem here. Okay, that was my problem. Here, this is better. Okay, so um, my average response rate with yellow letters, let's just say, is 13%. Okay, so, and then per day... 16 or 17. All right, so what I've what I done did here is I fixed my spreadsheet. And uh, let's say 25% of my leads come from yellow letters, and I get an average response rate of about 13%. I do a fudge factor. I should be sending about 84 yellow letters a week. It's about 17 letters a day. Okay. Now, now I've taken my marketing plan of making my goal of $10,000 a month, and I've broken it down into actionable goals, all right? I want to contact seven. I need to talk to seven sellers a day, okay? I need to contact 16 people, 20 people every day in Craigslist. I need to send out about 700 postcards a week. And I need to send out about 84 or 17 yellow letters a day. Now, while you're sitting at home watching TV, you can handwrite 17 yellow letters and send them out. Now, there's other things you could do, like bandit signs. Maybe you could call, just cold call. You make offers on MLS properties. So you need to have a written plan of all the marketing that you're going to do and then hold yourself accountable to that. Yeah. Joe, I don't see you sitting around at Prague writing 17 yellow letters a day. What did you do? You didn't write the letters, did you, or did you? No, I did not. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, but no, I, 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 couldn't. I, could, I, I could understand both theories. Your homeschool and your kids, you could have them involved in this, and it could be like part of their – their education, but also understand you're on vacation, and that wasn't the point to work on. You know, you didn't want to work in Prague; you wanted a vacation in Prague. So, oh yeah, and believe me, well, I did work in Prague too. We, we, I worked a couple, three hours a day, but um, you know, we have to, right? Or we can't survive. It's in our nature. We don't know how not to. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I totally enjoy what we do. And, and on this trip, this RV trip, I did try to work 
uh, a couple hours a day if I could. Most of the time we were just out of cell phone coverage and we had no internet access, so I couldn't even if I wanted to. That was a question but, I was going to ask too. What kind of coverage did you have in, in Prague? Did we just use in Skype or what? Uh, yeah, let me show you a Verizon coverage map. You know, these coverage maps from Verizon, they're supposed to have the largest network in the U.S., right? Mm -hmm. But if you look at it, um, we were spent most of our time in the white areas in here, in Montana, uh, Washington, uh, Nevada, and parts of the coast here. I mean, any anywhere where there's this white space up here is where we spend a lot of time. And, and a lot of times, too, they tell you that it's red, but it's just like the, uh, it's just the edge of their network, and they, you can't, you can only make phone calls. You can't make, um, you can't get on the internet. So, but yeah, it's, it was tough. It wasn't easy, and, and that's why I had to rely really heavily on my team to get all of that stuff, the marketing done for me. Um, but as my kids get older, if they were to write yellow letters now, it would be, It'd be a little embarrassing <laughs> because their their chicken scratches um, would would be kind of comical. I don't know if the sellers would take me that seriously. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but, it looked like it written by a, a, a fourth grader, right? In, in crayon, right? <laughs> so, and then maybe that's a good idea. Maybe I should test that. Have my kids do that. Uh, but my point is, you've got to have a marketing plan, and just start with something like this, like a, with a spreadsheet like this. And then have written down what you need to do every day, every week. You know you need to talk to seven sellers a day. You need to send out, you need to contact 16 sellers in Craigslist. You need to send out 700 postcards. You need to do eight, 17, 18 uh, yellow letters every day. You need to put out 20 bandit signs every week. You need to make 25 offers every day on the MLS. That sounds like a lot, okay, but it's really not. And you can, the cool thing about this business is you can outsource all of that and you can get other people to do all that for you. You can get a $2 an hour VA to do it for you. You can get your spouse, your kids. Um, you know, I've hired local assistants and virtual assistants in the Philippines. And that's pretty, I've had stay-at-home moms here in St. Louis do my yellow letters for me. And I paid them, I, th I forget what it was, 20 cents per letter, which worked out to be about $15 an hour. And they loved it, right? They could work on it whenever they wanted to from home. And it was cheaper to pay them to do it than it was to hire to pay a company to do it for me. And it was it was done all handwritten from from one from a real person. So anyway, you pay those people on results, or do you pay them by the letter, or what? By the letter, yeah. If there's somebody's doing the marketing for me, I'll pay them by the letter. Can we talk um, about what that what that what that fee is? Well, yeah, yellow letters. I was paying her about oh, I forget what it was, fifteen cents per letter. Okay. But she was doing so many of them, it worked out to be about $15 an hour. And she would work about an hour to two hours a day. Yeah, well, when you when people work just a few hours a day, you got to pay them a little bit better, right? Yeah, but that's all she wanted to work. So, um, you know, it, it worked out fine. Um, now what I, I have another assistant, she just prints the letters on our printer and does the, she handwrites the envelopes. And I just pay her. She does a bunch of stuff for me, so I, I'd have to look into how much time she's actually spending just on the letters. Um, but I still know it's cheaper than if I were to go online and order uh, a bunch of yellow letters and, and pay them to mail it for me. So it works out to be about 80 to 90 cents per letter. If you were to order them online, it would be um, 
depending on the postage that you get, you know, anywhere from 80 cents to a dollar per letter. So you got to keep this simple. This sounds like a lot of marketing, but you have to have at least three to four things going on. Okay. Maybe you don't want to do Craigslist. That's fine. Uh, but direct mail is by far the best form of marketing, in my opinion. There's nothing better than direct mail. Notice I didn't have anything on here with pay-per-click or Google search engine optimization, SEO. Um, I, I don't, you know, th that may work for some people. I've never made that really work for me. But um, I love direct mail because you can target specific homes that you want to buy. You can target sellers that have equity, et cetera. Um, and it's easy to outsource this stuff. So anyway, um, that's it's really good. In my book, I, I talk about the services that we use for the postcards and the messages that we send to Craigslist sellers um, and the, the tools that we use to send the text messages. How can my VAs in the Philippines send letters? I show you how to do that in there. One of our favorite websites is Click2Mail. Um, Click2Mail we use a lot. And... Um, it's, you can send letters or postcards through click to mail and um, it's a good service to use. All right, so let me get back to the mind map here that, um, oh, let me, yeah, this is real important. One of the things that, you now you have your marketing plan, you know what you need to do, you need to know, all right, where are the best areas to target? And I'm gonna show you a little really cool trick here. If you go to list source and you, you can create a free account, and uh, you need to, let me see, am I logged in here? Uh, let me log in real quick. How do you like that password? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a phrase, it's a sentence. All right, so what I like to do when I'm going into a new market, and we just went in, we're starting to do deals in um, Palm Beach right now. Um, what I like to do is go in and see, all right, of Palm Beach County, what are the best zip codes? Let's look here. Uh, let's go to maps.google. I'm going to do Palm Beach County, Florida. It's a big county, right? You got a lot of cities there, Boca Raton, uh, Delray Beach, Palm Beach. Okay, it's a big big county. It's right north of Fort Lauderdale. Um, so I have a partner there who is, is doing a bunch of deals. And so I'm doing the marketing. He's my boots on the ground guy. He's going to be taking these leads. He actually lives up in Port St. Lucie. He's basically dominated this area and he wants to start now going down here into the Palm Beach County area. So, you know, we're looking and we're doing some research and we're saying, okay, we want to target Palm Beach County. What are the best zip codes to target? We can't just go after the whole county. We want to be very, very focused. So what I like to do is I like to go to list source and just follow me here. I'm going to pretend like I'm buying a list of absentee owners. Okay, I'm going to go right here to investor. I'm going to click on absentee owners. And I'm going to go to county. I'm going to select the state, Florida. I'm going to go find Palm Beach. Now, not, now, not every county is going to be in the country is going to be available for this but now it's going to give me a list of there's 125,000 absentee owners in Palm Beach County okay so bear with me here I'm going to click on next and I'm going to try to make sure I'm only getting um, 
single-family homes. So depending on the county, um, they may not have, here we go, single-family home. Let's see if sometimes counties don't keep track of that information. All right, there's 32,000 single-family homes. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to last market recording date. I want to find all the properties that have been bought or sold in the last six months. I click on add. So this 32,000 is going to drop down to 2,000. So 2,200 um, properties were bought in the last six months by investors. Now, wouldn't it be cool to know which part of the county most of those transactions happened? Well, let me show you how to do this real quick. So I'm, I'm going to be pretending like I'm buying this list. There's 2,200. Maybe there's better ways to do this. I don't know. If anybody knows of a better way, easier way to do this, let me know. I'm going to say no preference to corporate-owned properties because I want the properties that corporations are buying. All right, there's 3,500. I'm going to go to purchase list here. All right, I'm going to go to purchase partial list. I'm going to pretend like I only want to buy uh, certain from certain zip codes. I click zip code. It's going to give me a table here. So just a minute as it comes up. It's going to give me a table of all of the transactions that happened in that county by zip code. And I'm just going to click this export button right here. Okay. And I'm going to email it to myself. I'll pause my video for a second. All right, just emailed it to myself. Let me go open it. And da -da 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 -da. list source. I download it. All right, I open it up. Okay, you should see my screen now. Um, here is the table it gave me. This is really cool. Wait till you see this. I'm going to delete the top rows. I'm going to call it zip code. I'm going to take this number and paste it right there. That's the total number of transactions, okay? I'll call this count, okay? What I'm going to do is I'm going to sort this list by zip codes. And here at 33414, there were 251 transactions. At 33411, there were 183. And what I like to do is kind of look at the incremental percentage of this. And I'll show you kind of what I'm talking about here. We'll just take a second equals this plus this. All right. Now, here, if I look at these zip codes right here, these are 14 zip codes that have at least 50% of the investor transactions. All right. So I have a total list of 52 zip codes in Palm Beach County. I have now the top 14 zip codes where at least 50% of the transactions so do you see what I just done? Instead oh, of sending, that's amazing information right there. That's that's 
that's super smart. I, I well, like it. Yeah, all this does is tell me now where the most active zip codes are. Where are most of the investors buying properties in? All right, maybe I want to add a couple more in there. Okay, I could do that, no big deal. But so instead of wasting a bunch of time and energy targeting all these other zip codes, I'm going to first target these zip codes right here. Okay, and then what you can do is you take this list. Okay, I'm going to copy those list of zip codes. I'm going to go back to list source. And one of the things I like to do when I'm doing direct mail is I like to go for zip code and I'll paste those zip codes in that I just copied. And I want to now target absentee landlords who have properties in those zip codes. But I'm going to do something different that most people don't do. Most people, when they're targeting absentee owners and landlords, they'll go after the ones that have owned their house at least 10 years, 15 years, who have a lot of equity in them. I like to target all of those absentee landlords who bought their homes between the height of the market to the bottom of the market. Why? Because a lot of them, um, when they bought their home, they bought their investment property, um, bought it with cash because the banks were not lending during that time. So while all the other investors are targeting absentee landlords that have owned their houses for a long time, I'm targeting the ones who have owned, who have bought them between, let's just say here, this is top secret stuff. Don't tell anybody. Oh, did you? <laughs> we lost you there for just a second. Did you? Did oh. you say anything during that period? Right yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right before are you top still secret time. No, no, no. I, I, you did lose me seriously. Well, I, I thought you went you went kind of dark there for a minute. I was wondering if you were just. Oh well, I was just saying. I apologize, but I was just saying that most investors are targeting all of the investors that bought their homes at least ten plus years ago, twenty plus years ago, because they know they have equity. I like to target the sell the absentee owners who bought their homes between like two thousand eight and two thousand twelve, because when if they bought their homes during that time the chances are pretty good that they paid cash because banks weren't lending during those years and nobody else is mailing to them. So I like to mail to absentee owners during that time. And uh, then I go to next here and I can, here I have a list now of 3,200 investors that bought their homes during, in those targeted zip codes during uh, those few years. And I like to send them postcards and we do really, really well with that. Um, but you could also target homeowners that have a lot of equity in those zip codes. But what I've just done, what I wanted to show you, the purpose of this is to show you, look, you've, there's a lot of zip codes here, and the worst thing you could do is just like do a shotgun and try to you know, cover the whole county and not be very focused because you have a very limited budget, right? You only need to send 700 um, postcards a week. So that's, what, 2,800, 3,000 postcards a month. Um, so you got to be very targeted and specific. And the cool thing now, what I can do is I can pull a list of all of the investors who bought houses in these zip codes in the last six months. Now I have my buyer's list. So what do I do when I get a property under contract? I send a motivated seller yellow letter to all of the investors who bought properties in that zip code in the last six months. 
I send them this motivated letter that says something to the effect of, hey, I've got to sell this property at 123 Main Street. I've had it listed for some time. It's not selling, but the title is clear. The taxes are paid. Drive by. Take a look at it. I've got to get this thing sold today. Call me. So I'm, I'm, I write a handwritten yellow letter, and I send it to all of the recent cash buyers who bought properties in that area, in that, in, in, in that area, and I send in that yellow letter, and my phone rings off the hook. It's the easiest way to find buyers for your deals, I'm telling you. And if all you learn from this little webinar is this, is that what I just showed you right there, you're set. Because now I know what the most active zip codes are, where the highest demand is, okay? And I know who the buyers are who want those properties. So once I get a property under contract, I have a 1,000 cash buyers right there who've bought properties recently that are probably looking for other deals as well. And all I need to do is once I get a property under contract, send 100 yellow letters to the recent cash buyers who bought in that area. And I guarantee if you send 100 yellow letters to these cash buyers, making that yellow letter sound like you're a motivated seller, uh, you're going to get 20 calls out of 100 letters, which is phenomenal. And the cool thing is, let's say those guys find out that you know, you're asking too much. Well, that's okay. You've got them on the phone. You can find out what are you looking for? What price would you pay for this property? And they can be your buyers for other deals. Okay. You can find out what they have, find out how many properties they're looking to buy, and find out what they would pay for it. And then you can go back to the seller and renegotiate a lower price if you have to. So this is basic 101 wholesaling. This is being brilliant at the basics. Okay, It's understanding your market. It's having a marketing plan, number one. Then knowing, okay, who am I going to target in these markets? Where's the best places to mail? Who are the best lists to mail to? Who are the best buyers that are buying properties right now in this market? Who are they? <laughs> right? This is basic, basic elementary stuff, and it's so easy to figure this stuff out. Okay, it's not complicated, and I cover this stuff again in the book. We go through a lot more detail in the book about how to do this stuff. Um, so you know, having that plan is going to help you be accountable. All right, um, the best marketing that we send out, postcards work phenomenally well. Um, let me just say with postcards. We drive everybody to a 24-hour recorded message. On our postcards, it says, hey, we've been trying to reach you. We've recorded a special message for about your house. Uh, call our 24-hour recorded hotline. We've recorded a message just for you. No one will answer, <laughs> okay? Uh, we get two to three times the calls on our postcards because we, we put a 24-hour recorded message on there. And um, so there's always been the age-long debate should I have a live operator answer the phone? Should I have it go to voicemail? Should the voicemail be real short or should it, should it be real long? I don't know if it matters, but we found that you really should have a 24-hour recorded message. You'll, you'll get more calls, and you'll also get more leads, which means you can call first all the ones who leave a message, but then call back all the hang-ups. It's really important. Uh, we love sending yellow letters. Craigslist is real simple. Um, you know, I, I, I came out with a course. Um, that you guys can look at if you want, uh, onehourleads.com. Um, it's a course that we did. It's like 97 bucks. It's really crazy cheap. Onehourleads.com. It talks a lot about Craigslist and some of the stuff we do in Zillow. But if you go to Craigslist, oops, 
craigslist.org. And let's just go to um, Palm Beach, West Palm Beach, Florida. Okay, go to apartment housing. And what I like to do is I'll say, and look for any ad that is not, that does not have the word apartment, apartments, or condo, let's just say. That's three plus bedrooms and has the rent of at least, uh, let's just say, 800 and no more than 2,000. And I click search. All right, it bring, it's going to, we got plenty of properties here. Um, so here are a list of all the properties. And maybe there's some townhouses here. So maybe I can take out minus townhouse. Okay, search. I got 6,900. Um, and so what I like to do is go through these things. This looks like a nice house. And I do a lot of lease options. This is probably a, a really good lease option candidate, right? Because it's a nice house. And uh, I'll contact them. I'll send them a, a letter or, a, I mean, an email or a uh, text message, right? So here's a phone number right here. It felt like they had to do it four times. And I will um, send them a text message. Hey, I saw your property on Craigslist. You wouldn't be interested in selling it, would you? That's it, right? And my VA does that. Um, let me just tell you something, too. I, we use Google Voice to send text messages, but sometimes Google Voice will shut you down. They'll shut down new accounts if they see you sending the same text message over and over again. So what I did is I bought a one of those cheap prepaid phones from Boost Mobile. It's like 30 or 40 bucks a month, but I bought one of those prepaid phones from Boost Mobile. And there is a program called Mighty Text. It's either mightytext.net or .com. I, this is really dirt cheap if it costs anything. Okay, this is an app that allows you to send text messages from your laptop, from your phone, I mean from your computer. So what I what we do is we have our VAs in the Philippines sending text messages from our phone through MightyText.net. Okay, it has to be an Android phone. But if Google Voice won't let you send text messages, then just buy a stupid phone. And you know, and then send text messages from the internet through Mighty Text. Um, pretty cool. We get about a fifteen percent response rate when we send text messages to these sellers. And you know, let's say it's a nice house that you know they're probably not going to want to sell at a deep discount. So I might ask them, "I saw your property on Craigslist. You wouldn't be interested in a lease option, would you? Or you wouldn't be interested in a rent to own?" And even though this is a realtor, I'm still going to call them. Because my message to them will be, hey, I saw your property, Ruben. Your client wouldn't be interested in selling it, would they? Or would your client be interested in doing a lease purchase? They'll probably say no, and that's fine. I don't care. What I want is that email, that realtor's email address. And I'll talk to them. I'll say, hey, well, do you have any other clients with properties they might want to sell? I'll let you represent me if you bring me any deals. Holy smokes, Mitch. Can you imagine if you talk to 20 realtors a day, and you asked them that question, hey, do you have any other clients with a beat-up property that you might, um, you want a quick sale on? I have cash. I need to buy these. I, need, I got money burning a hole in my pocket, and I need to buy some deals. If you talk to 20 realtors a day and ask them that question and say, they say, well, I don't know, maybe, but I don't have anything right now, or let me think about it. And you tell them, look, you can represent me on any deal you bring me. Okay, great. 
Well, listen, Mr. Realtor, Ruben, listen, can I just email you my contact information? If you find a deal, you can send it my way. Yeah, sure. Here's my email address. Bam, I got their email address, Ruben. Thank you. All right. Um, so what I do, I keep their email addresses. You get 20 emails a day, 100 emails a week, four to 500 emails a month. All right. This is what you do. This is basic, brilliant stuff. You email your entire list once a week. Hey, this is Joe again. How you doing? Do you have anything? Do you have any deals? Just send one or two sentence emails to your entire list. Hey, we talked a few weeks ago. Just wondering if you've got any properties that need work. I'm looking for something in these zip codes. I'm an investor. If you have anything, send it to me, would you? So I'm just once a week. I'm sending a couple sentences of email. No spam. I'm not driving them to a website. Um, it's amazing how well it works. We were doing this. We started doing this in the fall, and we were we actually for a period of time stopped doing any more marketing because we were getting so many <laughs> referrals from realtors. Um, so I had to get more people on my team to take more of the leads. I'm telling you guys, brilliant stuff. Call these guys, text them, email them. Hey, I saw this property. Would your client be interested in selling? Do you have any other clients who might be interested in selling or at least purchasing their house? Okay. The other thing we like to do is we like to go to Zillow. Now remember, we looked at the spreadsheet here, and these are our top zip codes here, right? So I'm going to go to 33414. I'm going to go to Zillow, to the for rent. I'm going to look for all the homes that are listed for rent in that zip code. And I'm going to take out the apartments. I just want houses, okay? Holy smokes, there's 228 properties listed right now on Zillow for rent. That's a lot. I look in St. Louis for a standard zip code, and we maybe have 20 properties for rent. Now, either this is a really big zip code, okay, or there's a lot of investors who have a lot of properties here. You think of these 227 properties, guess what, guys? They're vacant. These are vacant homes. You think maybe one of those landlords might be interested in selling it? They're just sick of it? These are vacant properties. Now, a lot of these are clean and nice. They're expensive, okay? But call these guys up. Say, hey, I saw this property on Nantucket Bay. You wouldn't be interested in selling it, would you? Now, this is a property management company. So my, my conversation with them would be, hey, would your client have any interest in selling? If they are, I'll let you represent me, all right? Well, no, he's not interested in selling. Do you have any other clients? Um, do you know anybody who's looking to buy property? Do you have any clients who's looking to buy homes right now? Um, well, listen, can I, email, can I email you my contact information? And we can talk if you ever find a deal in the future. And you start emailing these guys, okay? This is awesome, key, powerful stuff. It just still blows me away. Here in Zillow, there's 327 properties listed for rent right now. <laughs> That's insane. How are these things... I mean, I wonder how long they're on the market. Um, so, you know, you're going to find really good properties here that you could either lease purchase or, um, uh, or or buy and wholesale. And when I say lease purchase, I'm talking about getting them under contract to lease purchase and then wholesaling them to a tenant buyer, okay? Um, there's very few homes in this zip code that are available for lease option. And that, so the, the supply is low and the demand is high. I love flipping lease options. All right, so 
Hey Joe, what, yes. what is that? What is that website? Leads in one hour, or is it one hour leads, or, or do you know? One hour, one hour leads. Is it O N E? Yeah. O N E hour H O U R leads dot com. Yeah. Right. It's going to forward you to a page called uh, from leads in an hour dot com. Okay, and it has a it has a video on it. Uh huh. Okay. Yep. You got to watch right. the video. OneHourLeads.com. Um, so, in that web, in that course, uh, we talk a lot about um, how I do this marketing with the Craigslist, with Zillow. The other thing I like to do with Craigslist, it depends on how much on uh, what area you're in. Is I like to go after. Um, let me show you here. Da -da 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 -da. Real estate for sale. Uh, by owner. I like to look for by owner homes, three plus bedrooms, and I like to put in the minimum price to take out the uh, the spam properties. And uh, I, I contact these people, buy my house and rent it back to me. Somebody in Boca Raton is offering someone to buy his house and Rent it back to him. I don't understand that. So, but what I do is I, I contact these people and say, "Hey, um, this I saw your property on Craigslist, and here's their phone number. So I'll send them a text. Here's their email. I send them an email. Um, I was wondering if I'm an investor. Is your price negotiable? Or I'll say, I saw this property on Craigslist. Looks like a really nice home. Would you consider renting it for a couple years and then selling it? I tell you, this is a gorgeous house, right? On pro on land." If I could get an investor, I mean, a, a homeowner that would be willing to do a lease option on this, I can make at least a ten to fifteen thousand dollar assignment fee by wholesaling that lease option to a tenant buyer. Um, this is a beautiful house, so I'll find out. Hey, do you want to lease purchase this home? Get them on the phone, follow up. The other thing I like to do is because here's their phone number right here. Okay, three three four four nine three ninety six twenty. What I like to do as well is there's a there's a service called SlideDial.com. And again, they have a VA do this, okay? If you dial, if you go to slidedial.com and dial 267-759-3425, 267-759-3425, this is a service where you can leave voicemails on people's phones and the phone doesn't ring. So it bypasses the ringing, goes right to their voicemail. And I'd say maybe nine out of 10 phones that you find here on Craigslist are cell phones, okay? And so what I like to do is I don't like to just cold call. I like to leave messages or send text and only talk to the ones who respond positively. So I might send a text and I might go to slide dial. And this is free, by the way. Dial this phone number. You have to listen to a short little advertisement. And if it's a cell phone, it, it takes you right to their voicemail. If it's not a cell phone, it'll, it'll just hang up. Um, it'll tell you it's not a cell phone. But nine times out of ten, it'll take you right to their voicemail. And I leave them a message. I say, hey, Mr. Seller, or I say, hey, I, this, my name is Joe. I saw your property on Reeves Road. Um, it looks like a real nice house. I was just wondering, uh, would you have any interest in renting it maybe for a couple of years and then selling it? Uh, give me a call. My phone number is da 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 All right? I can go through and do 100 of those in a couple hours, or my VAs can, right? And uh, then I only talk to the people who call back and say, yeah, I might be interested. Tell me more. All right, that's marketing basics 101. Okay, um, 
So that's it. There's other things you yeah. could do. I, I talked that's about incredible. it in my book. That's really incredible. I, you know, I'm going to go get your book myself, Joe. Well, good. <laughs> um, you got me excited here. You have a lot of nice resources, a lot of nice ways to use them. Um, wow, you're, you're, uh, it's no wonder you're able to be so successful on vacation because you're just brilliant at the basics, which makes sense, huh? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, it is. It, well, I'm not bragging on myself, but it is really simple. There's other marketing you can do, networking. I talked about this already. Um, emailing your list every week, making offers on the MLS, follow-up is huge. You've got to have systems in place to do follow-up. Automation, I'll just say one word, uh, Podio. Podio.com. And I talk about it, Podio in the book as well. Podio is a simple, free CRM. And um, let's see if it takes me to Podio because I'm logged in here. Let's do this. I'll open up Firefox because I don't want to Podio.com is a free CRM that enables you to work the way you want to work. Uh, teamwork made easy. It's a company owned by Citrix, which is a huge company. And um, they have this. Here we go. You can go to, uh, let's see, pricing right here. Look at that. Zero. Podio Lite. You can have up to five employees um, for zero bucks. And if you decide to add employees, it's $9 per month. It's outrageously expensive. But the cool thing about Podio is it's so simple and easy to use. I'm not going to spend much time on this, but um, you know, I, I've built a lot of custom apps. It's by far and away the best Podio uh, CRM out there. Um, if, I, if I were to name drop and tell you some of the people that I have consulted, it'll blow you away. Some of the biggest guys in the industry that I have personally helped set up their Podio, some guys who are in our mastermind, Mitch, and some others, um, they, they, they've seen, we've all seen all of the tools that are out there, and they're good. Nothing wrong. I'm not going to bash any other of the, of the programs that are out there, but by far and away, the most customizable and easy to use and most mobile friendly is Podio. And you can use Podio not just to manage your business, your deals, but you can use it to manage your entire business. We use it to manage our leads and deals in multiple cities. I use it to manage my, my VAs. Uh, we, we keep track of meetings in there. We keep track of our procedures and documents. We keep track of timesheets. We use it to keep track of uh, my wife's texting me. I thought I turned off my... <laughs> My notifications here. Hold on a second. No worries. It is, it is off. Life so anyway, happens. yeah, I hope she doesn't. <laughs> she sent me a text. She's saying this is the first time I've had to get gas since coming back from our camping trip. And she found herself thinking about how she's going to pull the old camper, the whole camper through the lot. One of the problems you have when you pull a big camper is like always thinking two steps ahead. Like, okay, if I pull into this lot, Am I going to be able to get out, right? So whenever we pull pull into a gas station to get gas, you have to look at traffic and where all the cars are and where the diesel is at which pump and think about, all right, if I pull in there, will I be able to get in and then will I be able to get out? And you have to sometimes pass up a lot of gas stations before you find one. All right, so anyway, um, Podio is amazing. I love it. It's changed my entire business. Let me just show you one of the um, – 
I'll just show you real quickly my, uh, uh, I have a demo workspace here. It's real simple. And I wish I had time. I could show you the mobile version of it. But you build these simple apps up here. And in these apps, you can keep track of sellers. It keeps track of your tasks and workflows. Um, and you, you have, it's so simple. You just build it any way you want it to be built. You click on modified template here. And these are, when you build these apps, you just drag and drop these things in here and you can track whatever you want. And the mobile version is very, very friendly and easy to use. It just makes sure that nothing falls through the cracks. Um, you can add as many apps as you want. I have one on lease options, on property management, on rehabs, um, wholesaling deals. It's, it's an amazing, powerful system. And you can have um, organizations and workspaces in here. So my different cities that I'm working in, the different partners that we're working with have their own workspaces. Okay, and you can go in here. This is one of the markets I'm in. And um, you can go here in my seller leads. We have, we just started a month ago. We have 590 um, leads so far. Here's a voicemail that just came in 18 hours ago. We have breakfast tacos downstairs. And if you go down here, you can listen to the voicemail um, of that seller that called right here. So anytime a new lead comes in, it automatically creates a new seller lead Fire, yeah. in Podio. So it's an amazing system. It's, it's just incredible. We track our offers, our appointments, our expenses, um, our agents, list of agents, and all of our cash buyers and our contracts. We just keep tons of things in here. And it's, it's a really robust, flexible, easy system. You know, I'd like okay. to talk to you about one day just showing us more about just Podio because that's a whole conversation in itself. And we're bumping up here on a, on our time on our time uh, constraints. So, um, is there anything else that we need to say? That we're, one, I want to make sure that you guys got the um, the link to get the free book, um, freebasicbook.com, freebasicbook.com, and this is really showing you how to generate your leads and how to become uh, a, a person who's working on their business, not in their business, and give you, give you these ideas on how to set up your systems and who to delegate to and where to find these people and what kind of um, procedures to delegate to each person so that you can uh, generate leads and flip houses while you're on vacation using your computer or your phone or your system that you've set up at home. So I'm really excited about this. Have we left anything out? We still got to get to the delegation part here, don't we? Well, it won't take long because I've kind of been talking about this stuff as we go. Let me just say websites. Um, there's a really good service called Investor Carrot. My affiliate link is right here, Joe Likes Carrots. And let me just show you St. Louis Cash Flow Deals. It took me literally five minutes to build this website. And um, it's amazing. It integrates with Podio. And it's a simple website to attract buyers. Um, I get a ton of uh, buyers from this. And um, these are some of the properties we've wholesaled. And uh, it's amazing. You click on this thing, it gives you these beautiful squeeze pages. St. Louis Investment Properties, they put in their name and email in here. I get notification, it jumps, it goes into Podio. It's super, super cheap and easy to build these really cool looking websites. And if you go to, um, uh, JoeLikesCarrots.com. That will forward you to a. I get a little affiliate commission every time you do that, but it takes you to Investor Carrot, and uh, really, really amazing system.
Let me just tell you from my voicemail, I use Vumber. The cool thing about Vumber is it's really inexpensive. Plans start at $9.95. Every different marketing campaign in every city that I am, get, I get a new, unique local phone number. And I've set it up real simply in Vumber where when a new lead comes in, it gets emailed into Podio, and Podio creates a new record for that new lead, and it creates a new task for either my VA or my local guy to call that seller lead. Okay, so it keeps track of the hangups, it keeps track of the voicemails, and it's really simple. Like if every new local phone number that I get, excuse me, and I have about a hundred or two. Um, it's only like a dollar fifty a month or something like that. So you get a free trial. It's really simple. It's the simplest thing I've ever seen, and I like it a lot. Vumber is a great place to get voicemails. And so, right? you you uh -huh. pick up phone numbers for you. I'm I'm a little bit confused. Yeah, so with Vumber, it gives you local phone numbers, okay? So if I log into my system here, I got all these phone numbers right here, okay? And every time we do a new marketing campaign um, for like a postcard, they get their own yellow, they get their own phone number, or yellow letters oh. get their own phone number. So you can track all your different mailings in the results. Yes. So when a lead comes in, I can look right here. Uh, no, let me go to. I can show you real quick here something. It's really simple. When a new lead comes in, this is St. Louis. Um, I can tell from the phone number that came in that it came from a seller postcard. That was St. Louis. Okay. And um, real simple. It just allows you to track your 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 calls. Um, virtual assistants. I have VAs. There's two sites I'd recommend, um, and many of you have already heard of Odesk. That's where I get a lot of good VAs. If you want a good full-time VA, I'm going to recommend VirtualStaffFinder.com. Virtual Staff Finder is amazing. They will they charge you like I think 400 or 500 dollars to find a, a three potential candidates for full-time VAs. These are VAs that are only going to work for you. They're dedicated to only work for you. They're full-time. They're not going to be taking on working for other people, and they're about $500 a month to find a good VA. Now, when they so what this service will do is they'll go and find, and you tell them your qualifications, what you want. They'll go and find three good pre-qualified VAs. You interview them on Skype, okay? And then you, if you like one, then you hire them and you pay them yourself. You don't have to pay them through Virtual Staff Finder. Most of these VAs are between $500, I'd say between $400 to $600 a month, okay? Full-time, full-time VAs. And you can talk to them on the phone. They're fantastic. If one of the VAs don't work out um, or you didn't like any of the three that you found that they gave you, they'll find you another three and you don't have to pay anything extra for it. Um, I've been using recommending Virtual Staff Finder for a long time. And what does Virtual Staff Finder charge you? 500 so they'll charge you 500 to find you a VA, and that VA is full-time, works only for you, and that'll probably cost you 500 a month to keep the VA paid and current. So it's a one-time yes. fee of 500 to Virtual Staff Finder to, to help you yes. locate the VA that you're going to be doing a lot of business with. Yes. But the cool thing is, yeah, you can go find your own on Odesk. But the problem with Odesk is a lot of those VAs are working for multiple employers and they're just doing small time, smaller jobs, part-time jobs. 
So your VA may all of a sudden get really busy, um, and other people can find them on Odesk. So sometimes they'll get job offers. Um, you're paying them four bucks an hour. They'll get an offer for somebody to make to pay them four fifty an hour, and they'll jump ship because <laughs> they're getting more. And that's like a you know ten to fifteen percent raise. So virtual staff finder, you find dedicated VAs, and they'll I've had really good success with them, and um, they they'll they're full time. They work only for you. And they're really, really good. And they pre-screen them, so they're very—they have a very careful vetting process of who they, you know, let in. And um, it was funny. The um, uh, one of the VAs I used to work for me a couple years ago from Odesk is now applying for a job with Virtual Staff Finder. Um, I forget what happened. I think she had a baby, or she had somebody in her family got really sick. Um, so she stopped working for me, and I told her she could come back and work for me later. But um, I just never heard from her again. Well, anyway, she's getting a she's trying to get a job with Virtual Staff Finder, and she put me on her resume. Virtual Staff Finder contacted me because they're doing a background check on her, and they were asking me if she was a good VA or not. And so I appreciated that because it's showing me that Virtual Staff Finder is working hard to do references and background checks on their people that they recommend. All right, Welcome. so. So how do you handle the time difference? Where, what, what countries are your VA in, and how do you handle time differences and stuff? They're usually in the Philippines, and um, I tell them I want them to work between – some of my VAs, I tell them I want you to work between 9 and 5 central time, and that's fine. They're nor that's normal. They're used to that. Some of them, I tell them, look, I don't care when you work. This is the stuff I want done every day. Okay? So it just depends on what we're using them for. Okay? There is uh, some good, really good information on here, and if you click on this um, on the bottom of this website, you'll see this good book, an ebook that they'll give you. And this guy Chris Ducker is a guy who runs this site, owns that company, ChrisDucker.com. He's got a really good book on here called um, Virtual Freedom: How to Work with Virtual Staff to Buy More Time, Be More Productive, and Become and Build Your Dream Business. And this book is on Amazon. It's doing really well on Amazon. Um, and how much is it? It sells for like, here's Amazon.com. Yeah, ten ninety on paperback, Kindle, ten bucks. Uh, get it? It's really good. It's called Virtual Freedom by Chris Ducker. Look at all these reviews. It's insane. Um, and this really does a good job of explaining virtual assistants and how to use them, how to hire them, how to manage them. Uh, very, very good book. Okay. Um, and that's the same guy who started that company, uh, Virtual Staff Finder. Um, I also use realtors. I have other partners that I'm wholesaling deals with in other parts of the country. Um, so that's kind of the delegating part of it. So understanding marketing is the most important piece of it. Then you need to develop systems so that marketing gets done for you in spite of you through delegation. All right. Having those three pieces in place, just like um, you know, McDonald's develops these systems where teenagers can um, run their entire restaurant, and they still make millions of dollars, right, every second um, because of systems. Okay, but you also have to learn delegation because when you have the good systems in place, you need now other people to do that stuff so you can yourself travel around the country. Um, so anyway, freebasicbook.com. Um, 
we, we there's a little video here of me talking with Peter about it. Um, we talk about how to get more leads, more money, most importantly, more freedom by being brilliant at the basics. We do ask for 595 shipping and handling. It's a real book. And uh, when you buy it, you'll also get access to um, a PDF of the book. And we throw in some other bonuses in there that are really cool. Um, some workshops that I did. Some, oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying this, this book, we, we do ask for 595 shipping and handling. Um, but it's a real book. But you all, when you buy it, you'll also get a PDF of the book so you can start reading it right, right away while you're waiting for it. And we also throw in some bonuses in there we don't even talk about on this page. Um, some, some video workshops, videos from some workshops that we've done and things like that. Um, it's a really good book. I, I highly, highly recommend it. I, I, I'm going to recommend it myself, and I'm going to put it on my recommended um, reading list with your permission, sir. And I'll put yes. a link to it there so that people can get to it because I think it's a, a, a wonderful uh, book. I haven't read it yet, but just judged by just judging by what you're showing us here, it's got to be a terrific book. I'm definitely going to absorb it soon. So, uh, you know, I really appreciate all your time here. And uh, this has been really a surprise. There was much more here than I thought we were going to get. And uh, hats off to you, Joe. Uh, you've, well, thank you've done you. A great job. You've done a great job. And um, there will also be a link to uh, this book right here next to the interview on reinvestorsummit.com. So if you didn't catch all this or whatever, it's real easy to, to find this link. It'll be right there next to Joe's picture where you, where you can click on and listen to this interview. So, Joe, thank you very much for everything you've done for us today. It's really been invigorating. I'm excited. I've got a lot lots to do now. So uh, I'm going to be talking <laughs> to right, my Mitch. and uh, getting myself uh, more automated by the minute. So. Thank you very much, and uh, I appreciate you being on the call. All right. Well, take care. Thank you, everybody.